Welcome to the Cats Pod. We're here, special edition, Brawl of the Wild edition of the Cats Pod. We have two special guests with us today. We've got a University of Montana alumni, a man that's most known for being the God Mike at the Newberry, Lane McAlpine. Welcome to the pod. Hello. What up? And then we have another guy that he, he's got in-laws that played for the Grizz, lifelong Grizz fan. Um, he's Clint Christians, you know? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> when we were testing everything before, Clint was really loud, and now Clint's just going to whisper the entire time. I think yeah. that's how it's going to go. He's a little nervous. Yeah. He's a little nervous. Bear with us. Bear with us. I'm Ben Christians with my co-host here, Eric Lover, the Notorious. Let's go. Still, uh, still riding high off that Julius Davis shout out. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we still are riding off that energy. Pretty much all season we will be. Um, what happened? First up, uh, oh, you didn't even. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh, Clint doesn't even listen to the podcast. Some, some kind it of. It was friend. the opening seconds. It was the opening thirty seconds of the podcast. He's definitely gonna have to look at it now. Um, Julius Davis gave us a shout out. My dad stiff armed a kid out of the way of getting an autograph so that Julius Davis would give us a shout out for the podcast. So he <laughs> Dean Christians comes across, you know, don't get in front of him. Don't get in front of him. Um, we're going to go over our big sky picks for this week and then we'll get into our big, huge, gigantic, enormous debate over this week's Brawl of the Wild. Uh, our first Big Sky Conference game this week is Weber State versus Cal Poly. Eric, do you want to start it? Yeah, uh, Weber State's going to smoke Cal Poly. Weber State came out and they put a, I mean, a pretty big upset against Idaho. I don't see any way Cal Poly can can do anything against those guys. They, it seems like they've found a bit of a rhythm here. So Cal Cal Poly loses this one by a lot. I think that's a pretty easy one to pick. Yeah. I've been so focused on Cat Grizz that it's really hard for me to talk yeah. about any of these, these other games, but definitely Weber State is probably like riding real high right now. Oh, yeah. They are ready to go. Yeah. Uh, next one is uh, another in-state, I don't know if you could call this a rivalry game, but it's Idaho versus Idaho State. Oh, that's a big one in Idaho. That's a big one? Yeah. At Idaho? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Grizz had some success against Idaho. Clint, how do you feel about that game? Idaho's going to win. Sure. What? They just <laughs> lost. They're coming back. They have to, or they probably won't get a playoff game. Really? You think it would drop that far? Well, that'd be four losses, won't it? Well, they three three, three, three conference, conference, yeah. But they uh, oh, they did beat a BFBS team, though, didn't they? They lost one. They they no they they beat Nevada, I think. Oh, I was gonna say Nevada, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they they'll probably still get a playoff, I guess. But yeah, but I, I think I agree. I uh, think I don't think Idaho Idaho coming off a loss. Yeah, There's no, I mean, I Idaho State, they sure gave the Grizzlies a scare, but I think Idaho handles them. Yeah. yeah. Sean O'Malley was in, Sean O'Malley was there. He was distracting all the Grizz players. Yeah. The Grizz yeah. players had no idea what to do in that game. They no. were just staring at Sean O'Malley's afro. We also got a lot game. better since that game. Yeah. They have improved a lot this season, for sure. I mean, it's hard to march into the Kippy Dome and get a win, but the Grizz did it. Oh, yeah. That's factual. That's factual. Well, you played the team that played. Weber or uh, not Weber State. Now nah, never you mind. played the Idaho team that played against Weber State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> That's what I was trying to not, say. Not Thanks, their buddy. top form. I got yeah. you. Uh, next one is Northern Arizona versus Eastern Washington. <laughs> NAU. <laughs> NAU. 
Because I don't know I shit I about probably... Eastern Washington. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I would probably agree with that. And like, the I cast just throttled them. Yeah. They have no momentum. The Lumberjacks have been really solid this season. Eastern Washington looked their defense looked horrible. It was last bad, week. It was bad, like bad, bad. it was a really bad game for Eastern Washington in general. Really great game for the Cats, but yeah, Northern Arizona seems pretty safe there. Oh yeah, I think so. Uh, next one is Sac State versus UC Davis. Ooh, that's a good that's a good one. Ah, uh, it's tough. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Sac State versus UC Davis. I'm gonna go Sac State. Uh, they they've looked pretty bad for a couple weeks, and UC Davis has been streaking. But I'm gonna say that Sac State's offense is gonna start figuring it out again, and they're actually gonna play well this week. Oh yeah, Sac, Sac State. If there's your team that would have a hard time making a case for the playoffs if they lose to. Cal, or uh, UC Davis, I, I don't know. I, I mean, they'd probably get one, but it, I mean, it's going to be, they're going to have to go play somebody pretty good. Yeah, they would They would definitely have to win this game, and I think if they win this game, they're in, so this could be kind of a play-in game for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and our final one, Portland State versus Northern Colorado. Is this the week? That Northern Colorado gets a win? This is, in fact, not the week. <laughs> it's not the week? Northern Colorado. I've been, I've been thinking there was one week where this team was going to pull off a miracle. Well, like, we, they're not going to go over 11. We've been hoping for it. Oh, yeah. they are. And they will. They are. Portland State, they just took it from the Grizzlies. There's there's no way they lose two in a row and look that bad twice. They're a better team than what they showed, and Northern Colorado is pitiful. Yeah, the Grizzlies made Portland State look real bad. Yeah. They made him look real bad. The quarterback for the Grizz, I swear he ran for, what, was it 12 touchdowns in that game? Yeah. <laughs> minimum, minimum. Maybe got a Baker's like it. dozen. It seemed like every single time I turned to the TV, he was doing some weird, awkward dance in the end zone. Like, that man needs to figure out better end zone dances, I yeah. can tell you that. He should definitely take a lesson from Ty McCoa and Cleveland Thomas, because those guys know how to do a celebration. <laughs> they get they unsportsmanlike. Get, they get penalized. Yes. Yeah. Three pumps and they're in, you yeah. know? Three pumps and they're in. <laughs> Yeah. All right. And now we really should have wrote those down because now we're gonna have to go back through and. Well, we're gonna listen to it like every other week so that we can tell what we actually picked because yeah. we never remember. No. <laughs> no. Every time, right yeah. before we're about to record, I'm like, "Do you remember what we picked?" And he's like, "No." And then I have to listen back to the podcast and be like, "Oh, that's who we picked last week." That's yeah. why we have 106 percent consumption because we both have to listen back to it to see. What we <laughs> yeah. We're we're just juicing our own stats. We're like we're Sammy Sosa right now. Yeah. We're just patting the podcast. Patting the podcast yeah. for sure. Yeah. But now I guess we can we can talk about the game that we all came here to talk about. Um, should we open up with some words of wisdom from the great Bobby Houck? I think we should. I mean, this is Bobby. this is a from, this is his press conference. Yeah. Hold up! I was gonna say one second. Got to unplug my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of production gut value you only get here on the Cats Pod. In in the basement. In the basement. In my creepy uncle's basement. Yeah. You know our our opponent has they're a good team. Uh, there's no other way to uh, describe them, but they're they're a really good team. Um, they're leading the conference in scoring and rushing offense.
seems very exciting. Our organization loves to compete, and uh, you know when you're playing your neighbor, um, there's probably a little more excitement around that just because you're so familiar with each other. Is that a direct shot at us? Are we the worst that's being brought out? Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. I don't know if anybody else feels like running through a wall right now, but that is electric. The energy that Bobby have puts out on a week-to-week basis, I just got to tell you, like, there is nothing I would rather do than listen to him talk all day long. The man is a poet. He, he has, has a way with words. He does. And he just scratched all of our backs. A little bit of a fire. You know what I'm saying? It's just a little yeah. bit of a Belichick vibe right there. You know? <laughs> Everyone's ready to play. Yeah, are they ready? <laughs> I felt like Bobby was holding back tears for that entire press conference. Like, I didn't know what was going on with him, but he did not want to talk to anybody. He's probably going, God, I cannot lose to the Cats again this year. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do this. For sure. Yeah, I think watching him speak is just, it's like peeling your skin off. It's just agony. The guy is so miserable in front of a camera. Not that you have to be good to be a good football coach, but it's like people might actually like you if you have any kind of personality at all. Yeah. Just any just a little bit, just a smidgen. Mm-hmm. It, it would help out a lot. And and we are Bobcats for Bobby. So we yeah. would like to keep him around, you know, as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What do you guys think? What do you guys think of that press conference? Um, thrilling. <laughs> He's got away with words, that guy. But in all honesty, he is always shit at press conferences. Yeah, <laughs> they're it's not, terrible. It's not very helpful. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, well, do you think the game will be better than Bobby Hawk's press conference this yes. weekend? Yeah, I think it's gonna be a dogfight. I hope it's a smashing of the cats, but you hope the the cats are. You think that's actually a thing that could happen? Oh, yeah, it happened the last time in Missoula. What year was that? 2018. 2018 was the... No, 21. I was thinking of my freshman year. (laughs) It was like four years ago this happened? Because how many times in the last six years? Wait, how long was the streak? Oh, yeah, we're we're going to dig up something that happened when you were still in pull-ups, huh? 
No, no, I wasn't born for most of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the one argument that like every Grizz fan always brings up. They're like, "What about like the 16 year streak or 25 years or it's longer every time? It's like the, the greatest fishing story but, for yeah. Grizz fans ever." But cat and, fans can't say shit because they literally sing a song "Money Money" and yell "Eat shit Grizzlies" even when you're not playing the fucking Grizzlies. So yeah. you guys are worse than we are. Absolutely. Don't go there. We had to get back at you for for decades of beating you crying. sixteen times in a row, and all you did your bad win your terrible winner. So you, the Grizzly fans, <laughs> and you're have a good winner. The so Grizzly fans, how are you winners? ever? A good we're winner. great winners. We're great at winning. Whenever we do it, we're great. That's all we do. You, know? you also have to put some respect on Bobby because isn't he the Big Sky Conference all time winner? Yeah, well, he, is, he is the winningest coach in Big Sky history. And well, that's a press conference, and, and which makes you wonder why hasn't this man gotten a contract extension? You know, why yeah. haven't they extended Bobby? Why don't they want to keep him around? Is it because the Grizzlies are constantly living in the past and constantly <laughs> talking about games that happened before we were born and saying that those were the greatest times ever? Like, let's bring back Bobby Houck. That's going to change everything back for the Grizzlies. It's going to make everything better. Hey, and then all of a sudden, what happens? It doesn't Bobby matter that he planned out and, and you don't have LV. It doesn't really matter. No, no, nobody cares about what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And let's yeah. be honest here: the Big Sky Conference. I'm pretty sure every one good. of us have flamed out in Vegas, so don't fuck. <laughs> <laughs> a time or two, you know, a time or two. But to have that winning streak, that many wins, is impressive considering there weren't any good teams in the Big Sky Conference until like recently. Yeah, I know the Cats were dog shit forever. No, they finally were good. I see. I see your point. Oh, yeah. See, you can... All right. I think we should talk about this year maybe a little <laughs> instead of all of the other years. But uh, what has been what has turned around for the Grizzlies? What is the reason that they're actually coming around now and playing good football? That lost NAU. Mm-hmm. And what, what, but what's the difference? What did they do there that they, did, they are not doing now or vice versa? Scored a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> they're does. scoring. They got their QB situation figured out a little bit. Yeah. McDowell, McDowell didn't play at any game, did he? No. Well, no. They brought him in after that. McDowell just has to get going early against the Cats, otherwise it could get ugly. Because when he takes forever to get going, the defense has to start it, and you can't start it with the defense on the Cats, I don't think. Well, the what Cats a, are too good of a team. What about the defense? Because there were a lot of games early up until the NAU game, they were giving up a lot of points to inferior opponents. What? Who? Who's stepping up? Anyone in, well, in Wilson's coming out of the woodwork. Wilson's been playing really good for him. Ryder Meyer. Ryder Meyer's played Shout good. out. He's playing good. Fouch is a solid player, and he keeps playing better and better. I wish Graves wasn't, because does Graves still have an issue or something? Because he's only playing special teams now. He yeah. was hurt or something, I thought they said. But he's a good one, too. I don't know. Everyone just seems to be playing better right now. The defense just kind of figured it out. I don't know what the hell they really changed, honestly. Maybe the fact that they're not blitzing every play that kind of helps. Because the first at the beginning of the season it was like all we're doing is blitzing. It's like maybe let's get home with just four guys. Yeah. <laughs> so see on the flip side, the cats never blitz. No. I mean doesn't seem like they ever do. They don't give the front four any kind of relaxation ever. They're no. like, you have to get after the quarterback every single play. We're not sending anybody else. You know, 
I wonder, is this going to be a Zach Cruz revenge game? Zach Cruz revenge against the Grizzlies? Yeah. You know? They pulled the scholarship. Because, pull scholarship. because of, yeah, he said something messed up, didn't he? Yeah, we won't get into that. <laughs> that, that was it was that a little bugaboo. Oh, it was a Venmo. It was yeah, a Venmo that's what it was. Yeah. Oops. yeah, it was a, a very dumb high school kid moment. But all that aside... We're politically correct, though, yeah. at our school. You guys yeah. don't care about <laughs> yeah. so. Very politically correct. I've never heard anything in the crowd. They yeah. also put never. flowers in their hair and hold hands and dance around trees most of the day. Yeah. I will put flowers in my hair and dance around a tree if we win the... Natty. Uh, quote that. <laughs> he said quote Natty. That. They have to win all. They have to get to the national championship. He's not even talking about this oh, week. Yeah, sorry. Clint's that's where it is. Ahead. That's where like Clint's at. He's you know, looking ahead. He's like Frisco or nothing right now. <laughs> Honestly, whoever wins this game is probably going to get the number two seed in the playoffs. And then that's home field all the way through as long as you can win. I no, honestly no. think because right now, who do they have in number two? Furman. Furman. I don't know. This is a big game. I feel like either team wins, they go to number two. I, I feel just, like I think they do because everyone respects the Big Sky so much for some reason. Missouri Valley and and the Big Sky Conference seem like they're the only conferences that actually matter in FCS. Yeah. It just comes down to whether the committee is going to take Furman's record into account because they're most likely going to be ten and one, you know, and they're going to have the record to stack up with all these teams, but they're not playing against anybody. No. They're playing against Chattanooga. No, I think they have Wofford. 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 Chattanooga. I think that's what they play this weekend is Wofford. A one and nine Wofford team or something like that. So let's go Wofford. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, make it easy on either team that way. Because the most beautiful thing that could happen is like either way this Cat Grizz game goes is if Furman loses, because then the Cats and the Grizz could end up being two and three in the rankings. Mm -hmm. Which means we could get another Cat Grizz in the playoffs. If we had Cat Grizz semifinals to play against South Dakota State in Frisco, I think that would be the most electric game. The only problem is it's going to beat up whoever makes it to the Natty against South Dakota. Yeah, it would be tough because the semi is going to be even more competitive than this game is going to be. So then it's going to, I don't know. Well, and I but you don't think whoever loses goes to like four or five just to keep them on the other side of the bracket? Whoever loses will fall because you have to jump. South Dakota has to jump. University of South Dakota, they have to jump. They're five right now. They'll they'll move up. Who do they play this week? I haven't even looked. The uh, I don't think there's UNI plays uh, North Dakota State. UNI is not a terrible team. There's a chance that knock you know knock the Bison back a step, but. I, would, I think side, that would knock them out of playoff contention altogether. They get in yeah. off of off of res- just just what they've done yeah. for a decade. But dominance. I know almost every single cat fan would love the Bison to come into Bozeman so we could give them a little payback for what they did yeah. to us the last time they came to Bozeman. That would be fun, and that's a game where either way it goes, if it went through Missoula or through Bozeman, I would be happy to watch that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long if they're. Aside from a very small segment of Grizzly and Cat fans, everybody can agree that we hate the Bison most of all. Absolutely tippy top. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's bring it in here, guys. <laughs> bring it in here. Yeah. The I mean, bottom line is the Bison are 
they've been so good for so long. They have it's time it's time for them to take a backseat to everyone else. They're already calling for that head coach's job too. Yeah, that <laughs> season one they're season. ready for him to be gone. One, Get rid of him. One yeah. time he doesn't make it to the national championship. Well, it's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> All they need is that playoff bid. Is that what they're going to come on right at the end of the season? No. Um, so with this with this Cat Grizz game, I feel like everything that people have been talking about is the running games for both teams. Like the freshman running back for the Grizzlies that's been coming on throughout the season and looks like he's a legit player versus the top nine guys that can rush for the Cats. Yeah. And what do you guys think will happen if this turns into a ground game against the Grizzlies? Well, who's going to be the leading ball carrier for the Grizzlies? Is it Osmo or Gilman? Gilman. Gilman. Yeah. Osmo is your third down goal line back. I mean, he can make that hard one-yard push where Gilman, he can break one at any time. I mean, he's he has that in his bag, I guess, where Osmo, it seems like, poor bugger, he never has a hole to run into. <laughs> he just has to run into one of his own guys and push him forward. I mean, that's just kind of the fullback, halfback situation going yeah. on with the Grizzlies. Would you guys feel confident if this turns into a running game? I don't know. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a running game no matter what, honestly, because like I say, McDowell, he can throw him 30 yards down the field and hit guys in stride, but he can't hit a five-yard out route or anything just easy right to the guy. He throws it in the dirt or way over his head, and if you can't get a first down by throwing for five yards, you might be, might as well run the ball. Oh, yeah. The Bobcats are about to get way, way healthier. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Danny U back, middle linebacker, like extreme core piece of the defense. Drew Polidor, he's coming back. Guy has like broken all his fingers, but he's still coming back. Also, shout out to Drew Polidor that's now friends with Eric on Snap on uh, Facebook. Let's go. You know, Let's I don't go. I don't get any love, but Eric gets a follow on Facebook. <laughs> they're like they're like real friends. Facebook is for family. So now, Facebook, is for family. <laughs> Facebook is for family. So Eric and Drew Polidor are now family. Let's go. But then uh, who sent their friend request? Was it you or him? It was him. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So he sent me the notifications, and yeah. he was like, "Would you add this guy?" You know, they, they come to us now. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We still love all you guys. Yeah, uh, you guys are big just, you, you got to stay with us, though. No no transfer portal. Don't, okay? don't no leave transfer. us, please. <laughs> please. Uh, Aiden Garrigan, another wide receiver to an already loaded wide receiver core. Coming back. And Trayton Pickering will practice this week. <coughs> in order to be a game time decision. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully, cross your fingers. Shout out for another local boy up here. Yeah. He's a stud. Always has been. So. Yeah. We'd love to have him back, but I mean, you, you take into account all of our best players that were hurt are coming back. I mean, that's that's got to make you a little worried. I mean, not really, because you guys always play dirty and like targeting. Oh. So, <laughs> so, so the team of Robbie out. So. Yeah. Robbie out. That's all I have to say. Robbie never got kicked out. Just saying. He should have, but he did it. So he must have played a clean game. That's that's the argument. <laughs> you know, he never got kicked out, so he was just clean. You know, he was a clean he was just guy. Clean, yeah. You know? No, I. You guys said that you haven't really heard of much injuries on the Grizzly side, so to speak. I think that's probably why the Grizzlies are making a run towards the end of the season and they're building up momentum is because they haven't d- had to deal with as many injuries. But if if you listen to Bobby Houck's press conference, he said he's dealt with 
attrition on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. But anywhere you if you I spent like 30 minutes Googling this last night after I watched that press conference. I couldn't f- figure out who the heck was hurt. I think he was talking about constipation on the <laughs> offensive and defensive lines. That's what he's been dealing with all year. In that press conference, he looked like a man who's backed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the way to the goal line. Braxton Hill might have too. Fine. Braxton Hill's a stud, though. Braxton Hill's a stud. What does he play? Linebacker. Linebacker? Yeah, he was... From the, Anaconda. Yeah, he mm. was the one on the sitting right next to Bobby Houck, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just... I wonder... I wonder if the Grizzlies' defensive line can contain every single threat on it. I mean, yeah, they got they got to worry about two different quarterbacks doing running two completely different schemes. they got to worry about, like you said, about nine different guys running the ball, and... Now we get Aiden Garrigan back. We have, you know, you guys have a stud cold. running game. There's no doubt on that. I mean, everyone knows the Cats can run the ball. It's just now, do you sell out to stop the run and then Tommy throws over the top, or do you give up the run game and stop the deep pass? So that's where how the Cats are kicking everyone's ass. It seems like which one do you choose? And then the Cats always have. Seems like run play option and hit the over the top, or they run it for forty yards down the field. Yeah, that has been common. Yeah, yeah. Clint, that was a great. Very, that was a great breakdown of how great we are. Yeah, yeah. I you know, I'd like to thank you for that. I'm not saying <laughs> you guys aren't great, but the rivalry game—you never know what's going to happen. There's been times when the Cats are really good and the Grays pull off an upset, and then vice versa. The Grays go in and they suck and somehow pull off an upset. So it's. Again, it's a rivalry game. You don't know until you yeah. get there. In 2021, you beat us, and we went to the national championship. Yeah, and we weren't even supposed oh, to be in the game. Yeah, I forgot about that. It yeah. was Shout so out fun. Junior Bergen, <laughs> the spark. Yeah. yeah, Junior Bergen should have been a cat. That's one thing, though, the Grizz have to quit doing is they got to quit running the ball to Junior Bergen's side because he is not a blocker. I don't know why they ever run the ball <laughs> towards him. He's tiny. He's a hell of a playmaker, but he's... Uh, like, why run the ball out if that's a guy? Yeah, he's good in open field, no doubt. He is, yeah. I don't know. But bottom line, okay, so how about this? Running backs as a whole, as a stable, who's better, Cats or Grizz? Grizz. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I knew that was coming. You had to say it. You know, I just, I think I hear somebody, like, trying to bang through a wall in Bozeman right now so they can get here, and that is... Orange Julius Davis. Yeah, he don't like that. Julius Davis does not like that. He you does not like that at listening? all. I mean, oh, then he's, <laughs> he's definitely listening. He was on the podcast. <laughs> he's definitely listening. And right behind him, who's right behind him? Uh, any anyone else in the running back committee? <laughs> Anybody anyone else? else? I mean, they're right there behind him. Jared White's right behind him because Jared White's pissed off right now. <laughs> oh, Jared White's ready to go. Scott Trey. He's he's fired up. Mm-hmm. Lane Sumner's back, and he's raring to go. I mean, you can go all the way down. I yeah. mean, we saw running backs that we hadn't seen since the since the beginning games. We saw running backs from Missoula break out and score a touchdown on their first run Adam of all Jones. time. Shout out to Adam Jones. He comes from Missoula. He gets one carry. I think he's had one carry all year, and it was a 59-yard touchdown. <laughs> it's pretty easy, though, when your O-line just holds everyone. I mean, they tackle guys. It's 
Are you talking about the Grizzlies right now? No, the Bucks. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, our offensive line is just physically dominant. The other line seems to end up on the ground a lot. Yeah, it's because it's called a pancake, Clint. <laughs> I'm glad you know what it's called. Yeah, they block them so well they fall right on our back. Yeah, it's called a pancake because I eat a stack of them every Sunday after a Bobcat game. And Ben will eat two stacks. Oh, two stacks when the Cats beat the Grizzlies. Two stacks of pancakes, you know. Set yeah. it up. How much are the Cats gonna win by? If you think they're gonna win. I, ju- I told I told these two, uh, not you, that if they put on Montana sports bet of uh, minus six and a half for the Cats, I'd take it. So a touchdown is what you're thinking? I don't know. I think it's going to be a nail-biter all the way to the end. Maybe the Cats will fumble on the goal line this year. That'd be cool. Miracle in Missoula volume two and it's just the Grizzlies cheering this time. That was devastating. That's I mean, you think about Cat Grizz as a whole, that game specifically, compared to all the ones around them, you have Troy Anderson and his come out game against the against the Grizzlies. That that part there is going to be remembered forever. That that one play that now who's living in the past? Thought <laughs> well, only the Chris lived in the past. What I'm saying is that <laughs> you brought this. up the goal line play, okay? You started this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to get At least it. we're not talking about ancient history, you know. They are making documentaries about it though. Yeah, so. that, that's a little embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then last year you have Tommy Mawat come out and say, Everyone be nice to the Grizzlies. We oh, felt that was like just a shot. Oh, that was a shot God. at just the Grizzlies. Just so classy. Yeah, yeah, every once in a while, I would love for mm. Tommy not to be classy. I want to hear Tommy off of double digits. Okay, I want to I want to hear him after at least over a six pack and see if he really keeps that same <laughs> energy. Yeah. And I feel like he would, and that would be a huge disappointment to me because he might actually just be a great guy. I want to see Tommy. He's from Milan. Butte. He can't be that great a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can take the boy out of Butte, but you can't take the Butte out of the boy. And I just feel like Tommy's got some some fire that he's not talking about. All I want to see. After the Cats win, is Tommy Mallott walk out just right over this side of the field and just do the Superman? Cam Newton it. Cam Newton, that's the move. Is he also going to wear a fox fur tail no, after the I, game? I would hope not. <laughs> okay, how about partial Cam Newton it? Partial Cam Newton it. <laughs> Not, not get so injured that he can never play again and then go sign with the Patriots and be terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, but that's not if Tommy Mollett signed with the Patriots, I would root for the Patriots. So, no. so the line that. on this game is minus three and a half. Are you guys taking it? Yeah. You think it's going to be a three-point game? I, I, I was going to say earlier, versions. I think it's going to be a field goal. Field goal game? I hope it's not. Yeah, I we, hope it's a field goal game because your guys is, is garbage. Countsman, <laughs> yeah, your guys is kicker. has been he's pretty a... legit now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we've got a new kicker, and he's a, he's a beaut boy. And guess uh, who was uh, Big Sky Special Conference special, uh, special, special Teams Conference Player of the Week? That is a mouthful. It is. Yeah, that is a mouthful. That okay? is a lot to say. Big Sky Conference Special Teams Player of the Week, Brendan Hall. Brendan Hall. Let's go. Oh boy, did you guys hear he's six nine? 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah you guys know that? Every announcer has announced right? that every game this year. I think. He's like two lanes put together. Yeah. <laughs> he like, does. He he's like one lane on the other. He's two lanes wide, but he's tall. You know? <laughs> two lanes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I could see it being a tight game, but that's what they said about last year's game, too. It's going to be a tight one. Super tight. Yeah. We weren't that good last year, though. We're still number six. Yeah, but we weren't. I mean... That was just because everyone respects the Grizz. Yeah. But so you lose a player like Patrick O'Connell from last year. Ha- Dog. Yeah, and uh, what's it, Justin Ford, the corner? Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are two major, major guys. Yeah, I mean, now we're them. one unit instead of just star oh, power. Yeah. Oh, they all bought in. We're oh, really okay. into you it. You brought now. those five fingers together, <laughs> yeah. and that makes a fist, boys. <laughs> <laughs> that's Coach Ben coming out right there. Yeah, that's Coach Ben. That's yeah. actually what what Sean O'Malley said to him in the locker room. Yeah. That's what it was. Sean. <laughs> The fact that Sugar Sean st- is a Grizz fan still kills me. You know, no, I, I, I don't think I'll ever get over it, but you know, I might eventually. Like the next time he's gonna fight, I'll probably get over it. Hey, we have you Flint know? Rasmussen, so suck it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. Suck it. We've got Flint Rasmussen. I can't wait for when the Grizz beat the Cats and Sugar Sean tags Sean Chambers and something. Oh no! It's the two Shans, Sean, battle of Shans, because Sean he said, Chambers "I hope he gets sequence. knocked out in his next fight." Yeah, yeah. And then he deleted it. Oh, he backed out. He on backed it? out. That's, on it. You can't no, find a tweet. He, he put it back in the Sean Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's what you do. He, he he throws that out there, and he's okay. I got to put that back in the chamber. You know, got to save that one. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what they do about Sean Chambers when they start flopping quarterbacks around. Who's getting more snaps? I would. It's been bet, tough to tell these last few games. I bet Chambers but, does. Uh, Tommy's had more for sure, but as far as productivity. Sean Chambers been off the charts. Yeah. I mean, he had five touchdowns. He accounted for five touchdowns last week. Between yeah. rushing and passing, I mean, it's it's tough to tell. It's kind of like Tommy comes in, sets the sets the tone, and then Sean Chambers kind of busts it open. It would be interesting to see. Chambers how... is your leading rusher. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. That's because he has like a seventy yard touchdown run in every game. Yeah. I guess your running backs just aren't that good, huh? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, Julius, are you listening to this? <laughs> running back Julius. committee, huh? <laughs> Julius better listen. I mean, Is you, he number 32? Look at, it, look at his Sean Chambers like, numbers. And honestly, we don't talk about the quarterbacks enough. I don't know why. I think it's because they're just good every single week, so yeah. we never have anything to talk about. But, yeah, Sean Chambers averages 8.5 yards a rush. I mean, they're long. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. He busts, <laughs> <laughs> he busts long ones. But, he, so... And back, keeping it on the quarterback train here, I noticed that when Old Clifton McDowell isn't playing, you know, up to snuff, if or they put in that Ayat, Ayat, he's he's <laughs> gonna be a good one. Legacy. I mean, yeah, his dad Brian was a stud, so I mean, I, he was what? Wasn't he ranked the number one quarterback in Hawaii his senior year? High school, I think. Are you asking me? I'm pretty sure he is. The last number one quarterback for Hawaii was Mariota and went on to play at Oregon. Also, so. there's only one quarterback in Hawaii every year. 
just so everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. they, have, they have one high school team in Hawaii. <laughs> like, At least they're good. He they're was undefeated. He was undefeated every year. <laughs> undefeated every single year. They actually played. He's never American lost Samoa. a scrimmage. So. It is it is Hawaii versus American Samoa for the state championship. Yeah, and we mean year. no offense to anybody for Hawaii. It's oh just, no, it's yeah, Hawaii's gonna come after us now. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but is uh, that what they do? They try and get McDowell. Uh, reality it, check or what's going on there? Well, it worked in that um, Northern Colorado game. Oh God, the <laughs> offense. <Are you> sucked. <laughs> did you just bring that up yourself? Yeah, unprovoked. They did suck. You almost lost. I know. Northern and they Colorado. sucked. They put in Ayat. He throws a touchdown. And then after that, McDowell. The last three games has looked like a stud. So it obviously worked. So what you're saying is McDowell is due for a Northern Colorado repeat. No. Can no, we no. just talk about how Clifton McDowell sounds like the bully at a country club? <laughs> His name. He just sounds like the guy that was trying to beat up kids at the country club because they were dancing too close to his girlfriend. <laughs> I also, I could picture Clifton McDowell being Shooter McGavin yeah. from Happy Gilmore. Clifton McDowell is Shooter McGavin's godson. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say in the interview after the game? Something about the Brawl of the Wild. Oh, yeah, he, I didn't he call it the Brawl of the Wild. He's like, or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. Battle I don't of the know. Brawl or something. Yeah, yeah. Battle of the Brawl. It's like... When people come from out of state, hey, I don't really. Give I don't need him to say that, anything you know? right. He just has to win the football game. Exactly. Yep. As long as, as the passes are right, that's yep. all that it takes. <laughs> Let's hit a five yard. Is he a <laughs> senior? Is he a senior? Well, he's a transfer. I don't know. He must be. That's gotta be. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's so a senior. once he's gone, you think they turned to Ayat? They hit the oh, transfer yeah. portal. Yeah. Now they're, they're hitting Ayat. They're hitting that Ayat. Is an ayat that close to a ski? Dang, <laughs> ski! He's <laughs> kind of a scary looking dude. I mean, yeah, his his eye is like all the blood vessels are broken. Did he have just a rough night? Okay, so we're looking at the picture of Khalil. Is it Khalil? Yeah, Khalil ayat, and all of the blood vessels in his left eye are Shot. busted out. Just like he got in some major fight the it, night before this. It kind of looks like he got just got sacked by Brody Greedy. I think he got caught in like the wrong, uh, the wrong techno, the wrong dance party down at Monks. I think so. That's what it was. Monks. <laughs> was Maybe Badlander Monks, Bad Monks no, kind of fell off. Man. <laughs> that's how long it's been since I've been in Missoula. I don't even know what bar people are going to anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's because. If you're not from Missoula, they don't like you. I mean, 6'1", 181 pounds. He is just imposing, let me tell you. <laughs> just, just a unit. Ah, yeah, ah, unit. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, let's see. What what else have we got there on the passing? Who's next up in the passing there? Bidlock? Yeah, yeah he was the one uh, that got benched. Not much of a fan. Oh, a Junior Bergen has a couple throws. He's a dynamic literally, player, man. Literally a couple throws. <laughs> <laughs> so what he you're saying is... He has 100% completion rate. Right yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Dude, he has a 556 quarterback <laughs> rating. <Yeah>. Don't <laughs> let him <laughs> scramble. Yeah. Don't catch Junior Bergen with the ball. Clifton McDowell only has one pick. I wonder if that'll change. We've been going on a run of picks. And in that press conference that I had to listen to for all of 24 minutes, 
so that I could cut together that video. They were talking a lot about how the big matchup during this game is going to be between the wide receivers for the Grizzlies and the secondary for the Bobcats. They didn't talk a whole lot about the running game whatsoever, which I thought was going to be the main topic. They talked a lot about the wide receiver core for the Grizzlies. Do you guys really have... Is it that stacked for the wide receivers, or is that the only place they can look for kind of a event to go through? I don't know. Our O-line isn't super... They're not a super good run-blocking O-line, but they can pass block pretty well, so that's probably why he's talking about the passing, but... Either way, you got Gilman, and he is a stud, and if you can get him the ball, even if it's a short screen or whatever, he seems to be able to break him, which helps, but I don't know. It's got to be a lot of passing, I honestly think, just because our line sometimes is well, look shit. I have faith in Keelan White, though. Yeah. yeah he's shifty. Vontaze, he's pretty good. It looks like If his... you can hit Bergens early and get him going, too, that helps yeah. a lot. He's the spark. Because he's a playmaker. He is the playmaker for the Grizz, it seems like. Well, him and Keelan White are extremely even on the season. Mm-hmm. Looks like Keelan White's a little sta- uh, padded with the 97-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but Record holder. That was a pretty sweet play, too. Other yeah, than that, they Junior Bergen has... 543 and Keelan White has 538. Junior Bergen has 37 receptions and Keelan White has 36. I mean, that's about as even as you can make it. Yeah, we like to spread the ball around. Yeah, between two guys. When you look at their reception <laughs> totals and then you look over at the Bobcats, it yeah. definitely does seem like there's a slight discrepancy here. Yeah. <laughs> like one team may have a lot more receptions than the other team. Um, we don't we don't pass the ball a whole lot and when we've tried to, it usually is effective, but it's just those single passes where it's like, okay, we're going to go for 25 yards over the top because we've ran 15 plays in a row. Okay, so here's, since we're on the passing thing, if you were going to bet a receiver on the Grizzlies to have more than 40 receiving yards, who would it be? I don't know. I don't bet. Oh, come on. (laughs) I'm going Keelan White. Keelan White? Keelan White, Mm -hmm. that's the dude. What about you, Ben, on the Cats? What do you think? If you had to take this one. week, this week I think um, I think I'm going Taco. Taco is Taco's Taco Dollar. Taco Dollar. Taco's week. week. Really? I think it's Montana guys this week. I think that's what it's going to be. And I can't. It's a big Montana guy week. The brawl of the wild is here. Taco has been injured all year. He's kind of coming back, still dealing with some minor hand injuries. I think Taco is going to come in and he's actually going to play a decent game. I think that. I think I have to go with McCullough, dude. I love watching that guy play. He's super fun to watch. He's extremely good at football. And are you just trying to rub it in that this is another cat player that follows you but does not follow me? Yeah, dude. Shout out to McCullough. I have Julius Davis, though. Speaking on the Montana guys, though, do you know how many Montana guys play for the Cats? All together. I don't know what the top number is. 36. 36? 48 for the Grizz, though. 48 for but the Grizz? But we <laughs> smoked you in Montana recruiting. True. This year. Smoked you. This year. Didn't we get... Actually, they might have been the Didn't last we couple get four years. guys from Missoula this year? I don't know exactly how many we got from Missoula, but we had an incredible recruiting class come out of the state of Montana this year. Everyone that was good took a look at Missoula... 
saw that you know they kind of smelled that Bobby stench and uh, went running to Bozeman. I mean, well, when it gonna... comes Go for it. when it comes to recruiting, I feel like a lot of the stories that come out of Bozeman are just that the cats treated them better as people in these situations. <laughs> like, there's a lot of disrespect. And I'm not talking... <laughs> Where did you get this information from, But I'm not talking just about Missoula, but I'm talking about stories you hear from, like, uh, um, Elijah Elliott and yeah. different guys like that. Ben Seymour, um, Sebastian Valdez. These guys all talk about how other schools were just kind of disrespecting them in the recruiting process. And Brett Vegan would show up and be like, well... If you want to come here, you know, we always have your back, no matter what. And they would extend him on time and everything. Um, Elijah Elliott, the story with him, his brother had just died. And a lot of colleges were dropping him because he wasn't responding to any text messages. And Brett Vegan was the only person that kept getting in touch with him and calling him up and seeing how he was doing. And that's why he ended up being a Bobcat. So it's like that culture, I think, is adding to the recruiting, which created the cat culture that we've been talking about all year where we have great team chemistry and there's, it seems like almost no in competition. All the competition is on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Oh yeah. No, I completely agree. And, and it helps that you went to the national championship last year. That alone is going to get you recruits. You smell that Ben? It smells like jealousy. <laughs> that smells like a little jealousy. I don't know. After we win this game and get the number two seed in the playoffs, a lot of home go playoff to the national teams. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, that's when you're gonna get it. Then the Montana numbers are gonna go way down. And then you're not talking about Montana anymore at all. You're gonna be like, guess what the matchup is on Montana this year? <laughs> Thirty-two to two. <laughs> but we're still winning. Yeah. No, it'll that be is what matters. It'll be super interesting to see how this plays out after this game. I do think that if there's a blowout that occurs. There is a pretty good chance, I don't want to say strong, but good chance that the winning team would potentially jump Furman. But it has to be a blowout. I don't see him jumping Furman. You think so? No. I think if whoever wins, I honestly do. It's just everyone thinks Big Sky and gives Big Sky the respect. So I just think naturally... You go in there, either team with their records they have, whoever wins this game, I really do think will be number two. I think, I hope that the committee treats this as the biggest game in the country. And the biggest game it's in the gotta country be in the FCS all year one. long. Like, the biggest single game the entire year. It, it's, nothing else compares to it, and nothing compares to it in Brawl of the Wild history. Like, I mean, there's never been a time where it was, we're playing for the Big Sky Conference Championship. Outright. Outright Big Just Sky Conference outright. Championship, and we're also playing for it looks like the number two seed in the country. We're playing not to play against South Dakota State. Yeah, I think pretty the, much the only one that comes close to be the Dakota marker: South Dakota State, North Dakota State. Yeah, but they're not two. even that good this year. North Dakota State. Oh, I thought you were no, no, yeah. South Dakota State. <laughs> Either way, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be hard to beat South Dakota State. I think it can be done. I just. It's going to be one hell of a game, whoever can beat them. Yeah. I, I really honestly think the only team that can beat South Dakota State are the Bobcats. They've played them twice in a calendar year. I wonder if that was biased at all. <laughs> I mean, if one player would have trimmed team it, three if, times. we're not going to say who it was, but if they would have trimmed their toenails before the game, we would have won. Yeah. 
Or because <laughs> that was how far we were out of bounds on that touchdown. Or not Sean Chambers friend. came in. Okay, Tommy Malott goes down with an injury. Okay, they bring in Sean Chambers. They're like, okay, you can't do anything but run. And what does he do? He dices up South Dakota State for a half. Almost throws a game-winning touchdown and misses it by a toenail. Yeah. Well, you know that's football. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's so. just football, huh? Yeah. yeah. And that's Game good, of inches. That's man. good quality Bobcat football, is what that is. Yeah. Meanwhile, we take South Dakota State, the best team that the FCS has seen since probably James Madison. You think so? Yeah. Dude, South Dakota State is legit. And you guys oh, I know you, they're legit. The Grizzlies I'm just saying don't have to they're play the any best. Hard, they're so. better than all the other. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this year, for sure, they're the best. But I think that. I think that South Dakota State doesn't want to see the Bobcats again because we have played them with relatively the same teams twice in a calendar year. I mean, they beat us twice. Dude, can they possibly do it a third time? It's yes. really hard to beat through a team three times in a row. It is. Mm-hmm. Especially with the way we played them last time, the way we controlled time of possession, controlled the entire pace of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, it would be tough to see if they could do it three times. I don't think that they could. But hopefully we have to see that in like the semifinals. I that'd be cool. It, do you guys feel like the Grizzlies could pull it off if they do end up on the side of the bracket with SDSU? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say yeah no oh, matter yeah. what. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to be on the same side of the bracket. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going, man, I would really like to just knock them off early. Yeah. Just get it out of the way. Nobody wants to play in Brookings. I think that's the big deal. And I think sad. a lot of teams would love to play them in Frisco or like at a neutral site. Yeah. But if you have to play them at home, it's just very hard to play there. Well, and we drew a short straw. I mean, that game last year, that was about as miserable of circumstances as you could make it. But It was cold as hell, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, our, making our, it to the national championship. That's just terrible circumstances. I fucking hate it. <laughs> it was, but the Bobcats literally had a, tar- a hard time getting to Brookings. Like, literally, the bus had to go up through Canada and then come back down that was, so yeah. that they could actually make it there. I'm exaggerating. But the equipment bus barely made it to the game yeah. because they couldn't get people there. They couldn't even get the equipment to the game. That's how bad the weather was. Yeah, it was it was nasty and terrible. And like that that can happen if teams have to go. I mean, we've all been to playoff games where it's absolutely brutal outside. And yeah. that can happen in in Montana at both stadiums. We'd just rather it be at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Than have well, to go to South Dakota. We'd yeah. rather South Dakota have to come to us, but that's not the case. Right? Yeah. Home field is such a big deal, though, in FCS. I mean, it's a huge deal. I do think that if this is a close game, a real hard-fought game, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Cats and the Grizz get split up on the other sides. Just in case there was a chance that they could meet again. And then we just have another chance at Cat Grizz National Championship. I mean, let's be honest here. This playoff committee, what they're looking for is money. Oh, yeah. That's why the Grizz made the playoffs like... What was it, three years ago when they were dog shit and they got two home playoff games? No, yeah. Last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After 
after they lost to the oh, yeah. after they lost last to the year. Yeah. You guys got <laughs> there bid out of nowhere <laughs> above like sure three was... other teams. You got you got a bid. Oh no, Eastern Washington, I think it was. Yeah, you guys got a higher Eastern. seed. Yeah. You guys got a higher seed than Eastern. But that's because they knew they would sell out the crowd yeah. at Missoula. Yeah. No one goes to the Eastern Washington games. Exactly. So they're gonna give it, and this is gonna be the same. This year, they're going to give the Cats and the Grizz as many home games as possible because both stadiums will sell out. Yeah, but if you look at the top four FCS stadiums, it's a non non FCS playoff participant in uh, uh, is it Jackson State? That's the yeah, point. yeah, Jackson State. Then it's the Grizzlies. Then it's the Bobcats, and then it's the South Dakota State. Mm-hmm. So you have. Three, well, three of the top four. is normally up there, but this year I think not. they're only like fifteen thousand capacity in their stadium. Are which they? They the Fargo Dome? Yeah, I thought the Fargo mm, Dome. The Fargo Dome is not that big. No, really, it's it's really we look it up. I went and played Reese, or went and watched Reese play in uh, Minnesota State football. Shout out me, Reese. And Clint's, <laughs> me and Clint's cousin. Shout out Reese Wilson. I watched him play in the Minnesota State high school uh, tournament. And it just wasn't that big of a stadium, I feel no, like. No, it's, it's really not. It surprised you. Huh. I just thought it was, it always seems big, I guess, when you're, like, watching a game there. And South and Dakota Dome's State. in the name. South Dakota State doesn't even huh. break. 18. Wow. Yeah, so, it, I mean, South Dakota State doesn't break 20,000, but the Cats, the Grizzlies, and can break 20,000. And I don't think anyone else can. Maybe I'm wrong. Not on a regular basis, at least. I mean, I mean, average attendance is yeah. what I mean. Yeah, on average, the Cat and Grizz are over 20. Every I know time. watching a lot of those uh, other FCS games, it's awfully pathetic. Yeah, it is. Even South Dakota State, it's pretty pathetic on, like, just regular conference games. Oh, Did no. you see that first game of the year this year? It was, like, dead-ass empty. Well, it was not during the Bobcat game. Well, it was no. sold out big yeah. time. And That's not going to be the case anytime the cats come to town, though. Oh yeah, you know, the cats come to town, instant sellout. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, Missoula. Missoula <laughs> be sixty percent Grizz fans, forty percent cat fans. This weekend? Yes. No shot. 60-40, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Seventy-three. I'm going. 80, I don't think 20, any of the Grizz fans. Twenty man, 20. they're gonna show out this year. They're not gonna be. I don't know about eighty twenty, but the Grizz fans aren't gonna give up any of their tickets this year. It's I don't way know. Too I was just scrolling through Facebook earlier, and I saw a lot of tickets up for sale from a lot, lot. of Grizz fans. Lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them. Like who? Trevor Lackner. He's, He's a not cat a fan. Grizz fan. He's a cat fan. Even well, your cat fans don't want to go selling to the tickets. <laughs> That's embarrassing for you. He lives in Billings. So? Must be his wife's tickets. Yeah. But I, was just, <laughs> I was just scrolling through and I was seeing like uh, Trevor three tickets, $300 a piece, two tickets, $150. But, like the numbers are outrageous though. It's like three tickets for $500 and different stuff like that. There is there's some wild ticket amounts, but there's a lot of people looking to cash in right now. But the cat fans also know that Missoula is an antagonistic toward cat fans, and oh yeah, we're horrible. I mean, it true. makes you want to cry. It is <laughs> terrible. It, it, we don't Bobby, even play Moni Moni one time. Bobby told you guys in Eric. the press conference. Yes, he said this brings out the worst in people, and he was referring to 
Grizzly fans. Grizzly fans. Oh, yeah. referring to all fans in general. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he didn't say that, did he? He, he did. knows that the Bobcats are for Bobby. He knows that the Grizz yes. fans are against him. You know? <laughs> I don't think there's any Grizzly fans campaigning for a vegan contract extension, but we're out here campaigning for a Bobcats, for Bobby, for Bobby to get another contract. <laughs> because that's the only way you guys can beat us is when Bobby's coaching. Oh, oh. He said it. He not said us. it. He said it. Not us. And on that, on that note, I think we should end this pop. This, this podcast. This podcast. This Bobbycast. This Bobbycast. This Bobcast right now. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Please rank us five stars on whatever platform you are listening on. Um, make sure you leave us a voicemail. The link is on our bio link page. Um, just tell us what your predictions for the games are or just say something funny because I need more material to put in this podcast at the end of the week. It will <laughs> drop two hours before game time so that everybody can just hear the fans' response. Yeah, and I hate to be this guy, but is someone really going to listen to the podcast two hours before the game or are they going to be drinking and tailgating? They might be. but that's Why not why drop it's gonna it be, the night before? It's going to be a short then everyone giving them the listen. option. We're giving the them the option. option. I need editing time, okay, yeah. Clint? <laughs> Up with Montana boys. Yeah. Down with the bow. Good old We're going to listen to something that makes everybody want to pull their eardrums out of their head. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Fire What's your guys' fight song? Can you sing it? Oh, we're not yeah. I, I, no. I think it's Some cafes. Hey, we're not part of the good old boys club here. <laughs> we don't know the I, Montana fight song. I think fight songs are from the 90s, and that's the only reason that they want to do this. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so I mean, stunning. the 90s were pretty good. They were we good. were all born. Well, yeah. not you. But. 99. Oh, <laughs> it made it. Barely. Oh, and make sure you tune in after Cat Grizz, because we're going to drop an absolutely electric podcast mm-hmm. when the... Bobcats lose. Take the Loops. Grizzlies. Take to it the out. market, and we sell. What are they? Naked dead squirrels or whatever? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> fat drunken squirrels. Fat drunken squirrels. There we go. <laughs> We're gonna sell some fat drunken squirrels this weekend. Right? Yep. Let's go. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs>